Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League. Show it to Rugby League Tragics Talk, everything Rugby League on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I am the Chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. It's Tuesday, you know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming at you and uh, plenty to talk about this week. We've got the Origin 3 uh, wrap-up from last week and uh, we will, believe it or not, be talking about the game regardless of uh, how how upset we are with the result. We'll briefly have a chat about last week's games and also give you all of the previews, uh, teams, ins and outs for the upcoming round of the NRL. But um, look, we might as well... Uh, Go with the case of give the bad news before the good news. Griffo ripped the band-aid off. Um, state of origin, Wednesday night. Didn't go to plan for, for New South Wales. But um, look, this is a game that a lot of people have been talking about as possibly one of the greatest origin games ever. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I disagree. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> <laughs> but it, was, it, was, it was a great game. But, yeah. you know, it was a great game. Um memories are always sort of a recent thing um but yeah look it had everything uh except for a blues win so um you know i I can't complain about the quality of the game it was top notch um congratulations to queensland irrespective of my feelings um they were the better side Mm. without question um they had something like six or seven tries disallowed. So testament to there to, to the New South Wales willingness to never give up. Um, all this talk about the jersey means more. It's a lot of shit. Um, not buying into it? Not at all. Um, it, the Queensland jumper means the ultimate to the Queenslanders. And the sky blue jumper means uh, the ultimate to the New South Wales boys. Um, yeah, an interesting analogy I heard, uh, I believe, uh, not I believe, I actually saw a little bit of this, it was on the pub uh, Saturday night, I was at the Irish pub in the Rocks, and obviously a lot of Irish there, they won against the All Blacks. Now, I, I have no interest in rugby union, but someone come up with the, uh, you know, um, does that mean that that the jumper means more to the Irish team than the All Blacks. Absolutely not. It's a load of crap. And uh, to those who espouse that, they're just trying to get some, you know, some viewers, some clickbait. And, uh, I don't, I don't uh, go along with that. Well mm. done to Brandy for for coming out. Um, I didn't watch 360, but I do listen to him in the morning on the radio, and and then he he dispelled all that as rubbish. Um, so, uh, yeah, just uh, just wanted to say one thing, Graham, for our, our listeners. Um, we believe <clears throat> that Carpool Rugby League is a, a quite a, a good NRL podcast. Whether I can say it's the best NRL podcast, well, I don't know if it is or it isn't. I think it's pretty good. But what I can say is we've got the best intro of any 
thing we will hear. <laughs> um, just waiting for that drum run, you know, to come in. Um, as he, thanks to uh, to Michael and the boys uh, in Melbourne who, who put that together because it, 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 I think, you know, without doubt, we've got the best intro uh, to any sort of podcast or, or NRL program, bar none. So yeah. there we are. Yeah, no, definitely. They'll, they'll appreciate hearing that. They do listen to the show. And <coughs> even if the intro is gold and uh, the three hours that follow it are a bit rubbish and full of uh, <laughs> dribble, then uh, look, we apologize. But look, just, just on this game, it's, it is interesting you mentioned because I think a lot of the focus has been taken away from what actually happened on the field with these, uh, these talks that have been happening in certain media outlets uh, regarding... You know, whether the jumper means more and some play and I know analogies have been made to, to players, you know, crying to play in one jersey and, um, you know, opposite numbers can't wait to represent a, a different nation and so on and so forth. Everyone's heard that. We don't need to go through that stuff again. Um, but I just want to get your thoughts on, on, on what you thought was the difference between the two sides because many have suggested that whilst, you know, it may not come down to the jersey meaning more, when it came down to the one percenters, the efforts, the um, the extra little, you know, icing on the cake, it tended to be uh, the, the Queensland Maroons with, um, you know, big plays like 40-20s and so on and so forth. Yep. So just wanted to get your thoughts on the, um, the, the, the comments that those extra one percenters and that, those effort areas were there for Queensland and not so much the Blues. I think the biggest difference between the two teams was that New South Wales made key mistakes, several of them, and they were constantly under pressure. Um, You know, and and you got to say credit to Queensland, they put them under the pressure. So, but the the errors that New South Wales made, particularly in the second half, Mm. that's what cost them the game. They just couldn't get out of their, their own half. Um, Especially when you're offloading and things like that. They're the types of errors we're, we're talking about. Unnecessary. Yeah. Unnecessary. Um, and it was pressure that was doing it. Um, the mistake just before half time when New South Wales were up 12-6 and, and the winger, well, just he put down a sitter, really. He, he got lost. You know where the sideline was. Queensland got the ball with less than a minute to play and, and they scored. And then that, uh, I think that was the turning point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I will not criticize the blues for effort at all. Um, you know, th- their mistakes though. Well, they made them and it cost them the game. That's, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, Queensland put the pressure on them that you could say in, in some cases, may have forced some errors, but to be fair, a lot of those errors were unforced, bad decisions. Um, and it wasn't just one or two guys. It was like half a dozen of them at least came up with mistakes that gave Queensland the ball back. And yeah. and therein lies the uh, the winning and losing of the game. The, uh, the few players I want to highlight, um, we, we talked about, uh, Munster being out for the Maroons leading into the game and the fact that that's going to bring other players in and other players are going to have to stand up and boy, didn't they. Players, One player that comes to mind who I thought was phenomenal um, and had to be, and you highlighted him as well, Griffo. You said he has to be on, he has to be a big part of it, he will be a big part of it. Caelan Ponger was a player that stood out for me the other night. Um, other mentions, obviously, 
Uh, ben Hunt, he's he had a good night. He's always going to be remembered for that um, that charge down and, and try at the end when uh, Nathan Cleary went for the uh, the chip and chase when he basically had to try what he could to, to get something to happen. Um, Ponga, Hunt and the likes, even DCE, we talked about them last week. Um, they, they really stood up in Munster's absence, I thought. They're outstanding, the three of them that you mentioned. Um, uh, Ponga in particular, he, he won the man of the match, I believe. Yeah, I, I, uh, I left the pub that I was watching in uh, Oladella <laughs> uh, where I was watching the game. Uh, as soon as uh, Ben Hunt scored, off I went. And uh, <laughs> I, I did not you. listen did I actually anything about the game for a couple of days after. I, else, yeah, I didn't watch the post-match either. I think I, uh, I, I turned it off at a, about the same point. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, Kalen Ponga, amazing. He's that type of player that can... He, he's, he's got so much talent. He, he is yeah. that type of player that over the next, um, the next few years for the Maroons, he's going to be a stable there at the back. And he's, he's the type of big game player that when he's on, he can create something out of nothing. And um, yeah, I thought he had tremendous, tremendous addition the other night. Yeah, it was outstanding. And um, as was Hunt, as was DC, mm. um, the forwards obviously outplayed the Blues forwards. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose you could go through from, you know, 1 to 17, although not quite 17, because three of them were out within the well, first three Well, that's right, but, yeah. But for those guys that did play, you'd say in most positions, if not all positions, the Maroon boys, man for man, played better than the Blues. Mm. Um, or performed better. No, no, I don't. I don't say it was an effort thing. It was just they played better on the night, and um, you know, a ten-point margin well, <clears throat> uh, probably didn't really reflect the difference between the two teams. But again, that's a credit to New South Wales that, even though they were completely outplayed in the second half, I think it was you know I thought New South Wales probably better side in the first half slightly. Um, yeah, what was the second half score? Would have been twelve uh, nil clean sun. Um, it could have been like you, you. You look at that, and in other games, excuse me, where New South Wales have got the ascendancy, um, they've gone on and put up big scores. Um, but the defence of New South Wales they just hung on and hung on. Um, but yeah, Queensland, the better side. Uh, I look forward now to next year. I already was uh, uh, out the other night when I was walking. I was thinking about who, who we're going to bring in, um, you know, if anyone. And, and obviously, the names of uh, of Tommy Turbo, Latrell Mitchell, Payne Haas, yeah, and at the time Victor Radley. Yes, um, well, <clears throat> he's well, uh, he, he'll be playing for England. There are four guys I would have had in the 17, yep. you know, game one next year. And kept so, an eye on the form fit. of the likes of Yado Car, your Whiten. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of players yeah, there to choose well, from. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and one of those players who, um, you know, we talked about Turbo Luttrell, one of the players who came in in the centres and we t- um, we really talked him up after the second game uh, was Matt Burton. And um, I just want to get your thoughts on Matt Burton because a lot of people have been suggesting to me this week, uh, Griffo, that 
Maybe Matt Burton, and especially his kicking game, wasn't utilised to the extent that the fans had hoped. No, again, uh, that was the second half. We didn't, I don't think we saw him put up a kick. Um, again, a big part of that was was field position, and New South Wales yeah. didn't have any. Yeah. Um, it's credit to the defence of Queensland, really. That yeah, yeah. They're unable yeah. to do it. But yeah. again, yeah. it was in the mistakes of New South Wales to allow field position for him to put up any of those those kicks. Um, Burton will come back. Uh, you know, he, he was beaten in more ways than one um but he'll he'll be back next year um he might be on the bench i think he's the perfect number 14 you've got you know tommy and latrell yeah you think they're going to be in the centers you know teddy at fullback the other guy the other guy that i think we'll see come in next year is, is joe Sawali. um He's doing great things for the Roosters. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we'll see him on a wing next year. He might be out of um, there for, for two people, maybe. Yeah, I'd say Looking for that even. tall winger. Yeah. Uh, and the question mark, you know, in terms of the rules in regards to Brian Toto, I mean, you know, <clears throat> he's still going to be available into the future, pledging yep. to, to another country. So, um, but yeah. Cameron Murray, he, 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 you know, he was a non-event because he got knocked out. He's a key, key player for New South Wales. Um, he, yes, I know Queensland had two players out. Yeah, Collins has been really good and Cobbo on the wing, but I don't think uh, the. I think I think what I, what I wanted to add in there, Griffo, just just to, <coughs> just to help you out a bit. The. What Murray adds, especially in defence, he works so hard in defence and he always makes a lot of tackles and he doesn't miss a lot. He does a lot of work in the middle of the ruck there. I think Huge what loss. that I think what that also meant was other players had to change their role and chip in because there was no Murray there. One bloke I felt did a lot of extra work was uh Jake Trebojevic, and I felt he was quite fatigued as a result of the extra work in defence, which meant that he may not have had the impact in attack. That we had seen in the second game, um, but yeah, like I said, like Murray's Murray's huge to this team. I think that was a massive sure. loss, a massive loss, and 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 really too. Um, first minute, Murray off with a HIA. Um, Fifty seconds later, we saw Cobbo with his uh, HIA non-return, which was very unfortunate for uh, Selwyn Cobbo, especially the way in which that happened, and then. Um, it's, I think it was uh, three and a half minutes in, we saw Lindsay Collins off. So by the fourth minute, there were three players off with a HIA. Have you ever seen such a... Uh, uh, this was like carnage. a wind back of the clock. It was it was absolute carnage and not carnage. something you see in the modern game. No. Never seen anything like it. Just rapid fire right from the start of the game. Um, look, it was a great game. Uh Apparently the ratings were great. Um, if you're someone who's never watched a game of rugby league before, and you watch that, you think, "Gee, gee, this that's is entertaining a game, stuff." Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This is, I'm going. I want to see more of this. <clears throat> I had everything. Yeah. yeah if you had watch everything. that and you're not entertained, then rugby league's not for you. No. No. Uh, just no. one other blue I wanted to talk about before we um, move on. Jacob Saifidi made his debut. We talked a little bit about it, it last was- week. 
fantastic. I think it, I think he was outstanding. Um, and, and that try he scored was was due to the fact that they could see that he was causing trouble. He was getting between defenders. They knew if um, they did that close to the line, he'd score. And I think that was a good reward for him for a great debut. Yeah, he was he was outstanding in the first half um, with the, with his runs through the middle, uh, and then you know ultimately scoring that try. Um, so Freddie gets a tick on that selection, doesn't he? <laughs> um, he's come under a lot of fire, Brad Fittler, and I think there's even been calls for you know to to get rid of him. Well, again, the same guys who were saying you know the jersey doesn't mean as much to yeah. New South Wales, and the same. We got I was a, about, about got to say an hour every night, though. Yeah, no, no, I don't watch it, but I've heard um, just you know through other you know things that I listen to. Um, yeah, that's why I don't watch it anymore because I just I have no respect for their opinion. So why why bother watching? Um, but yeah, big tick uh, on 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 the Safiti selection. Um, yes. We would say there were mistakes made in in other selections. Most obvious was um, not having Jack White in the seventeen. Um, but apart from that, you can't really argue too much. I mean, he stuck with apart from the in, the one injury, um, he stuck with the guys who won by a huge score over in Perth. So. Mm. Uh, I can't be critical of, of Brad Fittler, um, and I won't be. Yeah, I won't be. Yeah, and and, and you, you pointed that out. A lot of people are calling for that White and should have been in the side. We we brought up last week, so it's not always a hindsight call, but it's it's easy to look back in hindsight and say what, what should have been uh, done, especially after a, a loss. Other talking points. Um, Damien Cook used a little bit differently in this one, Griffo. A lot of uh, time for Apposite Coruscant. Thoughts on the use of uh, Damien Cook, uh, given that he came on in the 53rd minute? Um, did a well, lot of tackling, ran once. Yeah, there was a reason why he came on at that time, and that was because Coruscant was playing so well. Mm. Um and Do you think that was the the? Um, I know that you, you're not going to know this, but just your gut feeling. Was your gut feeling that maybe Cook was going to come on earlier, and they may have changed their tactics, given the fact that Coruscant was playing so well that they decided to keep yeah, him on. There's no doubt. I mean, they, they played. They brought Cook on, you know, after approximately 30 minutes in the first game, and and he, you know, he did well. Um, in this game, Coruscant was was going. Fantastic. Um, and I guess they thought, well, Appy's doing the job. We'll just leave him out here. Um, and obviously, you know, I think you said 13 minutes in the second half, they brought Cook on. Um, At a point when New South Wales were winning, keep in mind. Yeah. I think we're yeah. up. And then, you know, there's been people who've said, you know, you should have left Coruscant out there. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, again, look, Appy had a great game. Um, well, he was, you know, he's having a, a very good game. Um, Tony deserves to be there. Yeah. yeah. So the coach makes a call. Um, so, okay, this guy's going, doing the job. I'm going to leave him out here 
you know, longer. So he got probably 20 minutes more than, than what we're expecting. Um, and the thought was, I guess, that Cook's going to come on into a, you know, a game where there's been plenty of heat, plenty of, you'd think, fatigue because they were down to a 15-man rotation. Um, I guess the expectation was he was going to uh, make make a difference in attack. Uh, it didn't happen, largely due to the fact that we were on our own line. <laughs> yeah. It's a game of field position. It's an invasion game. You've got to get into the other end to uh, to have any success. Probably the only other talking point before we wrap up, um, we haven't yet talked about this, <coughs> uh, this uh, little blue, we'll call it, between um, Mr. Burton and Mr. Gagai, and uh, obviously there was the involvement there of one big Tino. Um, it resulted in a symbian for either side. Just want to get your thoughts on um, on the, you know, I suppose the incident itself, the fact that both players were simbined, uh, there was a third individual there. No, um, I suppose no consequence was given to them, uh, and the the wash of it from the judiciary standpoint is that they got a fine and we're good to go for um, rugby league football again. Yeah, well. Um... I can't understand how Dane Gagai did not get suspended. I mean, he's made contact with intentional contact with <laughs> a guy's head. Is that is that now, a send off? Is that a send off in a? First of all, I know you're going to talk about suspension. Is that a send off in a club game? Well, I don't know if it is or not. But what I do know is that if you do that in a club game you're copping a suspension hmm. now um the last guy that i could think of who threw a punch that connected in a club game was uh, curtis scott it's going back a few years now there may have been someone since but that's the one i remember yeah he, he um he made a bit of a mess of will chambers from memory and i think he copped a suspension I can't remember. I think he got 10 minutes rather than sent off, but I'm not sure on that. Um, but that's the last the last one I can really remember um, where, you know, there was certainly intent uh, and everything else. Um, and, you know, many would say, well, it was Will Chambers. So the guy shouldn't have got suspended at all because he was, you know... <laughs> It was Will Chambers who, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't understand <clears throat> what 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 I will say is what is this what does this mean into the future? We've got a game where it's illegal to throw a punch. Now, a guy did throw a punch, and I think Matthew Burton um, was probably completely surprised because in his career in certainly you'd say in grade football he would have never been punched because it's it's been illegal so he wouldn't have been expecting that Gagai was going to <laughs> he sure got punched the other night <laughs> well he did but like Man, he could, it was a fair blow. Um, 
Yeah, well, it was one-sided. I mean, Burton, yeah. you know, he, he he hit the atmosphere a few times, but, um, you know, Gaga yeah. could have had three heads. He yeah. still would have missed, but... Um, <laughs> And then he had big As opposed to the, yeah, well, he had Tino. Had one, so. and in wrestling, they call it a handicap match two on one. Yeah. Um, Look, I, it, it's. Gaga should have been suspended. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Because the next guy that, that let's just say Probably someone's thinking about throwing a punch, okay, and, and they say, well, Gaga got 10 minutes and some pittance of a fine. How could I get suspended? Like, and he'd have a good argument. If you want to have a rule in a game where you're not allowed to punch and you don't take action, now they'll say, yeah, there's been action taken. The action was minimal. Was so that's three, not a three grand fine. Not a disincentive at all. If it's anything, a, it's a green light to, to anyone who wants to do it. Um, because what's the uh, match? Is the match payment still? What's the match payment for an origin these days? Uh, I Do don't think ballpark? it's thirty grand, but like, what did he cop some? It was three and a half grand, I think. He's fine, so he still made yeah. a lot of money playing that football game. He made a lot of money, and he made an impact on the game. He did, and I yeah. think that did that did have an impact in the game. And I think uh, the Queenslanders listening to us would be uh, happy with the impact that that made. Um, look. Uh, credit to Queensland. Congratulations to them. I, I think uh, looking at the game, I think they deserve to win. So, I think they were. I actually do think they were the better side on the night. I think they they thoroughly deserved the win. And um, yeah, considering they were playing with fifteen men, no Munster. Uh, you know, it, it's it's going to go down. I think and be remembered as a very famous win uh, for those that uh, live up there in Queensland. Alright, Griffo. Well, apart from that, mate, we also had some football on the weekend. We had uh, the, the Origin, obviously, on the, the Wednesday night. But le- that led us into the, um, the the NRL round 18, it would have been. Jeez, I, I always look at these rounds and I'm going, gee, it doesn't seem right. It's just going so quick for me. Um, we did see the Cowboys minus some of their Origin players go down 26-12 to 12 to the Sharks. It was a good win for the Sharks, which puts them up into third spot. Uh, the Paramount Eels also had a win on Friday night, 28-18 to 18 over the Warriors. Uh, the Roosters kicked on uh, at Gosford, defeating the Dragons 54 points to 26 in that important game um, with top eight implications we talked about last week. Um, at Four Pines Park, we saw the Seagulls defeat the Knights, 42 points to 12. Uh, they're also in that battle for eighth spot, and they hold on to that top in the uh, spot in the top eight with that all-important win. Uh, in the all-southeast Queensland uh, affair, we saw the Broncos on Saturday defeat the Titans, 16 points to 12. Uh, the Panthers, slim winners uh, in what's been dubbed as the uh, Respect Cup. Uh, that was the Panthers over the Tigers. Bit of tongue cheek there with uh, talks that they were disrespectful oh, yeah. resting their players. Um, that's madness. I mean, do you know what I? <laughs> I think the bit the funniest thing is if the Tigers want to call the Panthers disrespectful, um, that team that they of rested players still beat their team. Um, yeah, I, I'd be looking in your own backyard there. But anyway. Uh, I think um, just just on that, Graham. <laughs> um, 
I think Kamali was saying he tried to motivate his team. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, what he shouldn't have done was mention that. That didn't need to leave. That did not no. leave. No, need to I leave mean, the dressing yeah. room. No, and that, yeah. and that was a mistake on his part. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying it. <clears throat> you're trying to say anything's going to motivate your team. I, I think the reality was yeah. that. If the team wasn't so shit, <laughs> uh, maybe they'd be respected more. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, jeez. They, they're not respected because they're a shit team. They're, they're horrible. They are horrible. At the moment. At, at the, the moment. moment. And I better. even... And, they and will people, people are going to, you know, think I'm a bit silly. When, when I put my tips in last week, I thought, you know what? I'm going to tip them. I, I tipped them. I thought, look, I need a point of difference. It's getting to the, you know, the pointy end of the competition. You know, they were right in the game, but they were they were playing a Panthers team that uh, were down on so many troops. I think it just shows says a lot about the club and where they're at. Uh, the Penrith Panthers, the fact that it doesn't matter who puts on that jersey, they get the win. Um, whereas a team that used to be like that was the Storm, and we've talked about it over the past three weeks now, uh, Griffo, the Storm. When they have players out, the personnel coming in aren't quite cutting the mustard to the standard they used to. Three losses on the trot for the uh, the Melbourne Storm. Just wanted to briefly get your thoughts here too because um, we now know that Pappenhausen is going to be out uh, for the year. Um, that's that that that's huge. That that's really huge. I know a lot of people have. You know, they may be jumping the gun a bit and, and, and discussing um, Pappenhausen being out as being the nail in the coffin for the Storm and basically putting a line through him saying they can't win the Premiership without him. It, it, it's a huge loss. Like, we're not going to maybe go that far, but we, we can't underestimate the fact that he is huge to this team. You know, um, I'm not going to write him off, but I think they're really going to... It's going to be difficult for them to win the comp. Um, they're still second favourites. I personally wouldn't have them as second favourites now. Uh, I do think they're in a little bit of danger of falling out of the top four. And if they do that, then they ain't going to win the comp. Um, yes, they've still got talent. Uh, some of the best players in the NRL with the likes of Monster, Hughes, Harry Grant. But what they've also got is a 17, where there are weaknesses, um, especially in defence now. And it's we don't associate that with the Storm. But they're really, they're outside backs. There's a problem there. And it's 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 related to injury. Like, if they, they had the you know, top side on that, they're, they're as much chance as anyone yeah. of winning the comp, but that ain't going to be the case. Papenhausen's out. Uh, they will get uh, Xavier Colts back, in a, I believe, in two or three weeks. But also, Remus Smith is out for the season. So, yes, they've got Olam, and he's as solid as anyone in the you know in the centres in, in the NRL. But aside from him, without you know, Colts is good. But he's not there for a few weeks. Uh, they're really struggling with with their depth in the outside backs. Um, 
most of their forwards are still there, you know, apart from uh, Brandon Smith, who's got a couple more weeks of suspension to serve. Yes. Um, so they're still going to be solid, but I just don't see without Pappenhausen. I think it's going to be really hard. And um, I do not think if they, they do manage to fall out of the top four, uh, they're not winning the call. Mm. Um, so teams like the Broncos and the Eels, who are level on points. Correct, yeah. Um, the, the Storm at the moment have a far superior for and against, but that'll change if they keep losing games. Um, it's it's crunch time for the Storm. Mm. Uh, they've got the Rabbitohs this week, and we'll, we'll talk about that game, yeah. obviously. But, Big game uh, for both It's teams. a huge game, huge game <clears> for both <throat> teams. Um, if the Storm can beat the Rabbitohs, then... They're really gonna gonna say, well, okay, they, this team can still make the top four and, and do something in, in the comp. If, however, they go down, they'll drop out of the four because um, the Eels play the Broncos. One of them's uh, gonna win. <laughs> yeah, one of them will take the Storm spot in the four. So uh, I won't go into it too much because we will look at the games. But yeah, geez, there's some amazing games uh, to look forward to this week. Massive games this week, and and before we get into them, we've got one more game just to briefly talk about. That's the Rabbitohs getting the win on Sunday night over the Bulldogs. Uh, they were minus Cam Murray, of course, and also Damian Cook rested. Uh, I think the talking point the, 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 that's been coming out of the Rabbitohs the last couple of weeks is just how much of a difference Latrell Mitchell makes to this team. Uh, some some experts have even suggested that uh, the Latrell Mitchell effect at South Sydney this year is very similar to the Tommy Turbo effect we've seen in previous years. Uh, we know he didn't play Origin. He wanted to focus on his football. Just want to get a quick comment um, on your thoughts on how Latrell's gone since he's come back. Just got to leave that till after there's a bit of music. Right? Okay, yeah, all right. I better, <laughs> I better leave that because I know he had a big game. And uh, look, I, I had a feeling that might have been the case, but... Let me just, I'll ask you the same question after a nice little piece of music. <laughs> Alright, we might as well go to Griffo's Grab. We didn't want to give away too many spoilers, but I'd imagine it was uh, it was a particular rabbit on Sunday night. Oh uh, yeah, I had to change it once I saw that game. It was the last game of the round. I had Ben Hunt look, locked in oh, um, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. his exploits yeah, yeah. In, uh, in Origin and what he did in the first half of the Dragons game. Um, yeah, fair call too. Um, and, and, gee, that, that guy, gee, he's been good, Ben Hunt. Um, amazing, really. Uh, and good on him. Um, but Latrell, with the effort, uh, the performance he put in, in getting the Rabbitohs uh, over the top of a very, very good Bulldogs team, must be said, Um that sort of uh, rampage that he went on, I think he beat four or five Bulldogs, including putting the, uh, the big don't argue into the chest of, of uh, Josh Adokar. Um, I think he might have thought Josh should uh, stop breathing or something. You know, he had to do something <laughs> in the middle of his chest to get the heart the compressions. <laughs> yeah, the CPR happening. Um, that caught my eye. I mean, what what can I say? This guy is he's amazing um when he's on. Amazing. 
And I know the Rabbitohs copped a, a fair rant off Shano about two or three weeks ago. That was before Latrell came back. Um, and, and now that he's back, the Rabbitohs are very much in the frame again. Um, you mentioned, uh, and it was, and I heard it talked about. You know, the, the turbo effect at Manly. Mm. I'm almost thinking it's the Jared Hain effect at Parramatta back, and I think it was oh, yeah. 09. 09, yeah. Um, if he continues in, on this trajectory, um, the Rabbitohs could win the comp. Now, I I, I don't expect they're gonna. Uh, I'll be honest, but in that sort of form. It's going to take a good side to to stop him. The the one well one of the provisos on that is the Rabbitohs have to defend better. Yes. Because um, uh, what is, was it? Twenty eight points the Bulldogs scored. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and that's the Bulldogs. And and credit the the, the Bulldogs some amazing tries. Uh, it's good to see. They played some good footy too. They yeah. played some great footy. But for South Sydney. To be a force, they can't be uh, allowing Panthers, Cowboys, Sharks, Storm, Broncos, Eels to score twenty-eight points or more because yeah, they won't. Defense of all of those. Down there. <laughs> but no, that's it. So yeah, so while I'm in awe of what Latrell did last week, and he was the Griffo's grab the week before as well, they have to improve their defense. Um, if they are going to, um, t- to threaten the competition. But if you're a South fan, uh, you know, in mid-July, you're a much happier person than if you're a South fan at the end of June. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, this is one of those things too where um, I, th- I think for South City, they just got to keep him on the park. We know he missed... Uh, he's missed a lot of football for South over the last year or two, whether it be suspension yep. or injury. Famously, he did not play through the final series, and Blake Taff played uh, fullback right through, and even in the grand final, which they lost. But um, I, I think the uh, look, I, I think for South Sydney, he is key. Probably another thing we want to keep an eye on coming out of that game too, Griffo. Uh, Alex Johnston scored another three tries. He is now 11th on the um, top try scorers list. So uh, he's, he's working his way up, and uh, you'd imagine in coming weeks he'll uh, he'll be able to chase down Josh Morris, uh, Hasmil Masri, Matt Singh, uh, possibly even you know Brett Stewart, Terry Liam, and Andrew Reddinghausen getting towards those sort of uh, players by the end of the year. Um, so, yeah, that's another, um, another one to keep our eye on because... Uh, that left edge is where South Sydney score a lot of their points. And with um, Alex Johnson on that, that edge, he's going to score a lot of tries before uh, his career finishes. So uh, definitely credit to him. I Absolutely credit to him. He's a great finisher. Um, I've no doubt he will surpass Ken Irvine by quite a long way unless injury prevents. It's the only thing that's mm. going to stop him. Because yeah. he's, he's still a young man. I think he's, what, 27 or something? He is uh, 27, yeah. Yeah, well, he's got yep. plenty of years. He, he's going to yep. go way past Ken Irvine uh, on that 
you know, being on that left edge of the rabbit holes, we saw Richie Kenner the week before get three he scored, chances. He scored three just... Yeah. Cause, yeah, that's right, yeah. in that position. Look, so that says a lot about the way they play. I, I was going to say I could sc- score a few tries down there, but I, I don't think I <laughs> that's, that's strange. Could. I have said mind. that. I, I remember yeah. the week before when Kenner was yeah. in there, I had a joke and I said, geez, yeah. if I was playing on the left wing, I'd probably score one too. Um, yeah. yeah, 27 years of age. Um, he's been in the south side since 2014. So, um, yeah, you know, he was, he was there when they won the premiership as a very young man. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, good on him. Good on him because he's uh, he is a it's good a great story because they wanted to punt him there at one stage. They, right? Yeah, a few years ago there was talk they didn't want him, and there, he was very strongly. I think it was actually reported on this podcast in an episode of Shano's Tidbits that the Cowboys were very close to signing him, and at the last minute um, they didn't. And I don't know how much impact this had, but I know going around social media and online there were petitions from South Sydney fans. That had you know thousands of signatures saying we've got yeah. to got to keep him and you know I he's a local that... junior right yeah he is South Sydney and I think he's a good clubman and a good uh, good ambassador for the club and someone to definitely keep there and it's worked out really well over the past few years so um, yeah good on him and um, and and definitely a player to keep an eye on because as uh, as you said there we do expect him to um, to break that record. All right, we'll, we'll, we've got football to talk about this week, Griffo. We've got uh, another eight games. We are heading into the um, the back end of the year. Probably the, the biggest talking points when we look at the ladder now, um, the fact that the Storm are now in fourth position, as we said. So we've got the Panthers well out in front, favourites for, for the uh, minor premiership, 34 points. They've only had that one loss this year. Uh, the Cowboys and Sharks are both on 26 points. So Cowboys second, Sharks third. Uh, unbelievable seasons thus far from both teams. Storm, Broncos, Parramatta, as you said, Griffo, are fourth, fifth, and sixth on 24. South Sydney, seventh on 22. Seagulls, eighth on 20. Uh, and then just outside the eight, the three teams that are still in contention for the top eight, uh, as far as we're concerned, are the Roosters, Raiders, Dragons, all on 18 points. The Roosters do have a far better for and against than either of those two other teams. But it, it is really... Say, sorry, Graham. Yeah, yeah, go for it, mate. When we see the, the three teams that are in contention... The Roosters. Just three. No, no, no. <laughs> You're going to discount the other no, two. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not discounting the Raiders, but I am discounting the Dragons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are no chance. Yeah, and we saw, and we saw on the weekend, um, they they leaked, <laughs> they leaked fifty four points, I think it was, against a team that they're they're battling for a top eight spot. So that was a fair indication. We knew that game was going to be an indication. The Raiders, to their credit, beat the Storm to stay in contention. Seagulls, uh, they're actually in the eight, so credit to them. And like we said, it's it's starting to bunch up a bit. The fact that. South Sydney in seventh spot and now two points off fourth position um, is is unbelievable given where we were only a few weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, I think keep an eye on the Roosters. Manly are still battling in there. I think even the race for the top four um, is a big one given the fact that there is between second and seventh, uh, there's only uh, four points separating them so um, yeah, I, I think Panthers they're sitting sitting pretty. 
You mentioned earlier, Griff, obviously the Panthers, they're very short favourites for the Premiership. Um, $2. That is unbelievably short. Um, most teams would be happy to be paying $2 just to win this week's game, let alone the Premiership. You mentioned earlier that the Storm are the second favourites uh, in the bookmaker's eyes still. Uh, you had question marks over that. Am I fair in assuming that uh, the, the second place team in the North Queensland Cowboys uh, could be the team, if it's not the Storm, to be second favourites that, that possibly move into that spot for you? Absolutely. That's unbelievable. We all had them for the spoon. I had a pistol. Yeah, like it was. It, 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 it's just such a turnaround, and I think one of my criticisms, if you go back and listen to the um, previews at the start of the year, I actually criticised their recruitment and said they're not recruiting. They were poor last year. They need new players. It didn't happen. This is a really great story, I think, where you, where they've been able to find um, a winning formula by being, bringing the best out of the players. And I think one player I failed to mention in the Origin um, wrap-up, who I should talk about now that we've mentioned the Cowboys, was uh, Tom Dearden. Absolutely. And I think it's it's worth just commenting not only for Queensland, but how good he's been for the Cowboys and the fact that he is now uh, the half in a um, premiership contender side and an Origin winning team. No, he's been fabulous. Um, I didn't think he was much chopped, to be honest. Uh, what we saw at the Broncos... And what we saw at the Cowboys last year. Credit to the guy. Yeah. Going really well. Yeah. Um, no. I just want to say something about the eight grain. Yeah. Before we move on. Irrespective of who makes the eight this year, we are going to see eight teams with a chance. Um, in yeah. the last few years, teams seven and eight have been rubbish. We knew they were going to go straight out the back door, and they did. Um, I'm, I'm obviously the Panthers will be locked in in the top four. I do believe the Cowboys and the Sharks will also be there. Whichever other team gets in the top four, it's going to be a good side. And then teams five to eight, whichever whoever gets there, they will all be good sides. So it's going to be, whereas in the past, teams five and six, they virtually had a saloon passage. Like last year, it was Newcastle and, and the Gold Coast Titans who they come up against. So it wasn't a big worry for mm. them. Yeah. This, this year, you know, it's going to be hard. Like, whichever team gets there, let's, you know, I expect the Roosters will force their way into the eight. Um, that could at be whose expense, I don't know. I don't know who, who's going to drop out. Mm. Um, but whichever teams are there, they're going to be tough to beat. So it's going to be an amazing final series, I, I do believe, um, where you've got eight eight strong sides. Um, whereas, you know, in, in the last few years, we, we could only say really we've got six. Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think that's a great point. And, and to your point, um, even if you come say fifth, and the Roosters get in the eight, you, you don't necessarily, like, that's not a great position to be in. You don't want to have a, have that team that, that wins those last few games to get in with the momentum. You know, like, say the Broncos were there now are in fifth, and um, say the Roosters come eighth, uh, you'd, that'd be a belter of a game. Should be a good final series. And, and not only that, because we've got all of these games and this congestion in the middle, 
we've got so many games and we have been for, for so many weeks that have implications in regard to where the top eight is going to uh, to settle when it's all said and done. And um, yeah, there's a, there's quite a few teams where you're on a watch this space just to see where they're going to end up. But um, yeah, we've got some big games this week and we might as well get straight into it and have a bit of a chat about them. Sounds good. All right, so the first game we've got this week. Now, the teams have been announced today, so we've got uh, the latest team news. Um, big game Thursday night, Griffo. The Eels versus the Broncos. This really just uh, echoes what we were just saying. It's fifth versus sixth. Um, so we're going to see one team that, that could potentially move into the four. Uh, the team that loses could potentially go down to seventh. So a lot on the line here. Uh, for the Eels, um, Ryan Madison's return from a rib injury is going to see Nakore go back to the bench. Um, Kyle Rodwell going back to 18th man. Uh, Bryce Cartwright also recovered from a rib injury. He's in the reserves. For the Broncos, Corey Oates, Kurt Capel, Pat Carrigan all come back from their origin rest last week. Uh, still without Sel and Cobbo, uh, as you could imagine from that severe head knock the other night. He's still out. Uh, Payne Haas named this week. That's a massive in for them. Um, Jake Turpin, he'll start at hooker with Billy Walters out. Um, that'll mean uh, that the likes of Flegler, Hetherington go back to the bench. Uh, so there's some big names coming back in for the Broncos after getting through that origin period. Big match for them with a lot of uh, players coming back with um, some, some great origin performances under their belt. They'll have a lot of um, confidence from that. Pat Carrigan's another bloke I didn't talk about in the origin that I probably uh, previewed. That I probably shouldn't have. That I probably should have. Um, yeah, it was the uh, amount of series. Yeah. yeah, and 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 deserving so. Um, should be a should be a huge game this one, uh, Griffo, because both teams have the potential to beat anyone on their night, and something they also have the potential sometimes to not quite be on their game. Um, lot lot at stake though. Oh, it's huge, this game. Um, Broncos are missing a few players still. Uh, as I look at their back line, um, Herbie Farmworth is a big loss. Like, I know he's, he's been out for a few weeks. I'm not sure when he comes back, but I'll be more confident about their chances if Herbie was, was there. Um Pereira is a good player, but I think, you know, yeah, without Cobble, um, like Herbie Farmworth, so and Cobble to me uh, are a lot more of a worry than Branko Lee and Jordan Pereira. Mm. Um, Para, on the other hand, they're, they're back to their best back line. Um, they, they were missing quite a few uh, earlier in the year, Wonga Blake and Marcus Evo in particular. But So they've got their best back line. I'm looking at their pack, and, their, and they've probably got their best pack. Um, Broncos forwards, very, very good. Payne Haas coming back. Um, Flegler, Pat Carrigan, Kobe Etherington on the bench. Um, yeah, this is, this is going to be a good, good game. Um, I, I probably lean towards the Eels. Um, 
and I will tip the Eels. It's it's at Parramatta, uh, at Combank Stadium, where they play their best football, generally speaking. I think the weather this week is going to prevent the house full sign-up, unfortunately. Um, this game deserves a full house. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tip the Eels. I just think... Uh, they're still outside the top four and they want to be in there and they know that if they go to win the comp, they really do need to be in the top four. Um, just want to say something that uh, a mate of mine um, last Saturday night, who's a very keen eel supporter, talked about. Um, he went to the game last week and, and uh, he was getting uh, you know, the metal detectors and all this stuff. Um, this business of Mitch Moses... <clears throat> receiving death threats I uh, I was sort of blown away when I heard that and I heard a bit more about the story this morning humanity throws up shit sometimes <laughs> like absolute low life cretins like uh, I uh, I really feel for this guy um, and his family. This is just insanity. Some piece of shit out there coming up with this nonsense. Um, look, I'm not a para fan, but, you know, I, I feel for, for the guy. I, I, the fact that he was able to play last week and play well, um, he must be under all sorts of uh, stress. Um, uh, I just wish the guy well. Yeah. I wish the piece of shit get caught and just put through uh, Malabar and out to see where all the other shit goes. Yeah, it's fair, fair enough. And, like, you know, without going into it too much, um, yeah. Totally, totally agree with that. Obviously, um, it's you know these blokes are playing rugby league. They they, they don't need anyone, anyone, and they they're obviously you know in the limelight. So people for whatever reason target them, but also to to you know to make himself or his family um, question their safety uh, is is just um, it's just a horrible thing to have as a part of the game and something we definitely don't want to see. And I think the only two people. In the rugby league community that thought it was a good idea are the two that they're they're looking at if that's uh who it was so we won't go too into that too much detail but uh yeah i think if you've, you've hit on that one because it's uh it's rubbish we don't want in the game because it takes just... away <clears throat> really and I, I mean i hope it doesn't affect mitchell moses because he is a great player um and and, and through the paramount site there are a lot of good players uh, dylan brown i think he's been really good he's having know. his best season ever he's, yeah, he's quote i didn't rate him in the past, I'll be honest. I'll read him now. I'll read him now. A lot of players who we hadn't seen the best of that have really come through this year, like you talk, like, talked about Dearden, uh, Dylan Brown's one of those players. Uh, if Parramatta are going to you know, push for the top four, this is where it, where it all kicks off. I'm tipping them this week. They are um, playing in Sydney at Parramatta uh, Combank Stadium, I think they call it these days. Um, Broncos, I, I, I'm just going to echo what you said a little bit there. There's a couple of players still out that don't have their all their hands on deck. I think if they get everyone back by the finals, they'll um, 
they'll be a very tough team to beat. But I just think there's a few pieces of the puzzle still missing for them, especially having to um, travel down to Sydney on Thursday night. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going uh, I'm with Parramatta in this one. Okay, second game of the weekend. Look, got another cracker here with um, top eight implications. We talked about the Dragons, Seagulls, um, Roosters, Raiders, all pushing for that eighth spot. This is a game that's going to take place uh, between two of those teams. The Dragons will be hosting the Manly side uh, on Friday night at 6 p.m., uh, Moses and Byers in the starting side in place of Suli, who suffered an ankle injury. Uh, big loss, in my opinion. Uh, Sullivan Huge. takes and Byers' place on the bench. Sims returns from the suspension we talked about over recent weeks. So Aaron Woods back to 18th man. Speaking of huge outs, Griffo, uh, Jack Draboyevich has COVID. He will not be playing this week for the Manly side. Simply comes into the starting side. Paseka joins the bench. Um... Two big outs for both teams. Both teams have a lot to play for. We mentioned that the Dragons, really, they they were disappointing, especially in the amount of points they let in last week. And it's an opportunity for the Seagulls to show that they deserve to be in that number eight spot. Yeah. Um, if they can't beat the Dragons, then, uh, well... The Roosters can have eight. They're they're not a top eight team, basically. No, it's true. Um, They'll struggle in the finals if they can't get past this week, even without Jake. Yeah, there's there's no uh, there's there's, you know three Trebojeviches in their top thirty squad. None of them are in the top seventeen this week. Um, At least two due to injury. We can see Ben is listed at eighteen. I'll tell you what about this Manly side. I didn't see the game last week at all. Uh, they obviously did a job on Newcastle, but um, this is a team of huge humans. Um, I saw Manly play in round one against Penrith, and uh, they're giants. The, the likes of uh, Paseka, Sipley, Olakawatu, um, they're massive, massive humans. Um, I I can't see them losing. I can't see them losing. Uh, they're not over the line by any means. But uh, as you mentioned, the loss of uh, Moses Suli is yeah. uh, a strike weapon for for the Dragons. Um, the Dragons. I I saw the first half against the Roosters. And it was very competitive, or so most of the first half, uh, and, and even into the early part of the second half. And then uh, I, I, uh, I was listening to it on the radio as I was walking to the station. Um, and they just got blown away. Uh, this team's under pressure now. Uh, there's talk about unhappy dressing rooms um, with the coach. I think I might have heard that somewhere else a couple of years ago, maybe three or four years ago. Um, didn't end well for the coach, although in saying that, he did get uh, did get his uh, income for, for doing nothing um, for a year and a bit. So, um, 
it's not the worst possible scenario. No, but uh, look at it. That's it. Yeah. Um, I just I think they're in trouble. The Dragons. Uh, look, to be fair, I didn't think they'd be any chance to the top eight, but uh, they've been in the eight. They've played some good rugby league at times, um, but uh, they've also had some some uh, severe hide-ins. Uh, as I was listening to the radio, um, and once the Roosters cracked the fifty, um, I, I heard of that. You know, in my head, I'm thinking. Uh, they said this last year in relation to South that no team had ever um, mm. gone, you know, uh, allowed fifty points in a game <clears throat> and went on to win the comp. Yeah. Well, um, that's one 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 day that's going to change, I think, but um, not for the Dragons. Um, even if they didn't let fifty, but no, it's manly for me, Graham. Yeah, and, and this game too, there's plenty of talking points um, <coughs> in regards to this game when you've got look, you've got the, 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 the Dragons playing the Seagulls, they're close on the ladder. Um, the other thing we've got here is uh, Ben Humphers, Daly Cherry Evans. We've just come off Origin. Oh. I think this is a really interesting matchup given that they were two of the best the other night working together, now working against each other. I'd love to see that matchup. Um I think to your point with the Dragons, um, they just they give away too many points. Um, I mean, I know that's the point. You know, that's what happens to teams that lose. They give away more than what they score. But I think it's 86 points over the last two games. Um, unless their defence improves significantly, uh, I can't see them doing anything, especially when you've got a Manly side who has been scoring a lot of points over recent weeks. Uh, it's, it's all pointing really to a uh, manly victory for me. Just an interesting note to piggyback on what Shana was talking about the other week with uh, penalties. Uh, these are two of the teams that were on that list who um, don't concede many penalties. So it'll be interesting to see if there are many penalties given this week. I think the only team um, who have conceded less than the Dragons is Parramatta. Um, and Manly is, uh, is is next on the list to the Dragons. So uh, be interesting to see. Hopefully not too many penalties. I do think, though, Manly have too much class and too many points in them right. for the Dragons this week. I think the number of penalties will be dictated by King G. <laughs> yes. the referee. You know, I reckon Adam G, right? I reckon they should get some sponsorship thing. Absolutely. I reckon, um, I reckon he could get some of those uh, the, the King G like the stubby style shorts and uh, yeah. yeah, and they've got to yeah. be khaki because yeah. you know that's just you know that's, that's right. Is, is the potential to become a cult here or really? Yeah, he's, he's, it's a marketing, it's a marketing dream here, and uh, but you never know. We'll see how that all goes. Um, the next game we've got uh, will be the feature match on Friday Night Football. The Newcastle Knights hosting the Sydney oh Roosters. <laughs> it's a feature match. <laughs> so, ah, uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Uh, Heimel Hunt playing his first game of the season for the Knights. Um, Frizzell and Edric Lee... Suffered injuries against Manly. They've been named to play. 
for the Roosters, probably the biggest news to them is Luke Keary. He has been named today to play. He is uh, going to be wearing the number six jersey, and it'll be great to see him back after all those issues with concussion. Uh, Jared Maria Hargraves also back on deck this week. That'll mean Joe Manu goes back to the centres. Uh, he's had a lot of success in at 5'8 in the absence of Luke Curie, especially in the last couple of weeks. Matt Lodge will be starting. Uh, he's going to fill the space that has been left by the uh, Takiyaho cheekbone injury. Uh, we also know that Nat Butcher is going to have to come into cover second row with uh, Tupanua. Uh, out with that uh, knee injury that's been getting quite a bit of um, media time. Uh, he, yeah, we won't be seeing him again, uh, which is a, uh, bad luck for him. Uh, as I said, it's Friday night football. It's a, it's, a, it's a feature match. Channel 9 will be looking to bump a big rating out of this one. I'd imagine, though, Griffo, we're expecting the only thing to get a big bump is the scoreboard on the Brewster side of the ledger, possibly. Well, we expect so, but we expected that in, in round one. Um, mm. Very true. I went, every everything I had, I went on roosters. Um, uh, I, I'm not a gambling man, but uh, I'm talking about in our tipping comps. Every tipping comp, uh, we have a thing in our tipping comp where. Uh, we have a sudden death, uh, so I went roosters there. Yeah. We have a thing where we uh, pick the team that uh, is going to win by the biggest margin, and you get a plus whatever they win by, or if they lose, you get a minus. Well, everything was on roosters, and they lost. Um, they ain't going to lose two weeks, two times in a row to the Newcastle Knights, um, and I think a substantial win to the Roosters. They've got a taste of it now after last week. Um, interesting, yeah, as you say, Luke Keir is back. Manuel's been outstanding at six. Um, it'd be interesting to see just how they use him to get maximum involvement because uh, he, he he's in the top five players in the competition, I believe, at the moment. Um so uh, I just think they've got so many guns. Uh, and, and the Knights on paper, they're not a bad side. No. Um, but they're just not going to get anywhere near the Roosters. Um, yeah. Mm. I'm contemplating whether I go for the Roosters for my uh, Joker this week. I think there was another game coming up that uh, I, might, uh, I might actually leave it for that. But I think it could be a – I think it could be Carnage – on the scoreboard uh, up at Newcastle in, in favour of the away team. Hmm. Yeah, a few key injuries, though, for um, the Roosters. May not impact them this week. Um, I mentioned Tupanua there. Billy Smith gone for the season, both knee injuries. And Takiaho, I said, was out with a facial fracture. They're looking at least a month for him. Um, there's been a few of those in recent weeks. Um, so, yeah, they, they are down on troops, but I think the injection of Luke Keery is going to be massive. Uh, interesting note here for people that um, that are, are looking to watch this game. I mentioned in the last game we had teammates in the Origin team going against each other. We had the opposing fullbacks going against each other again in this one. We've got Ponga coming up against Tedesco. Uh, unfortunately for Ponga, he doesn't have the supporting cast uh, that he had in the Origin. Dane Gagai is probably the only player that's... Uh, 
going to resemble a backline that uh, that played for Queensland the other night. I I, th- I think you know there's there's just too much strike, too much uh, power in this Roosters team. I also you know I know this has been a very different year for the Roosters, and we were we had very high expectations of them, but they are still the Roosters. And one thing that we've seen every year for, that Trent Robinson has been in charge, they build to the right time of year uh, I, I actually think that we will start to see the roosters get better and better and better and I, i'm actually with you i wouldn't be surprised if you know depending on what happens with uh, the teams in the bottom half of the eight not only can the roosters make the eight they're only two points out of the eight they're four points behind south six points behind fourth position um yes they have to win a, most of their games to make the the top eight i think they will and i wouldn't be surprised you know if uh, you know we come to that last round, they're playing South Sydney. It could be a playoff for sixth or seventh, or you know what I mean. So I, I, I yeah. expect that run to to start this week, and I think it actually um, was very much uh, evident last week in that game against the Dragons that they've got a lot in them. Roosters for me. Roosters for me. Okay, so our next game of the weekend will be the first game of Super Saturday. It will be in Canberra. GIO Stadium will uh, be the venue for the Raiders taking on the Warriors. Uh, For the Raiders, Jordan Rappiner has been suspended for two matches. Kotrick takes over on the wing. He's coming back from a leg injury. Uh, Schiller's out with an ankle injury. He's going to be replaced by Albert Hoppawati. Um, Elliot Whitehead with uh, his knee injury is coming back after missing the Storm game. So Harawir and Ira is going to go to the bench. Um, it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on this one, Griffo. There's a few big changes in the Warriors team. Reese Walsh bumped to the bench. Um, RC playing 5'8", um, ahead of uh, Volkman. I think we've got... Yes, Arcee in at 5-8. I'm just trying to get that. So Volkman this week is on the reserves. So a bit of a bit of a shuffle around there. Harris Tavita will play fullback. Watini um, Zelezniak coming back on the wing. He had COVID in round 18. Um, Reese Walsh on the bench. Is this a case of, uh, you know, you're not going to be at the club going forward? So you're not the the choice, you know, five eight or fullback or wherever you want to put him. I mean, he he's such a talent. Does is it, does this seem a bit silly to you? I don't know if this is a masterstroke getting Reese Walsh out of the game as opposed to getting him more involved. I don't care what they do, Graham. They're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moot point because they're going to get beaten. <laughs> <laughs> really. You can shuffle the deck chairs however you like. The Titanic's still sinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, Interesting, though, we see that a bit from clubs when when they sort of sign for somewhere else next year. They go, all right, well, you're going to get less game time. I mean, it's almost as though they're... I mean, I know they've got nothing to play for, but, yeah. If, if, If that's the attitude, you may as well just drop him altogether. Like, what's... What's the point of having him on the bench, right? Well, I'm assuming that's the I mean, reason. Can there, you there, make any other there, logic? There, this, well, no, there is no logic because the guy they've put into number one ain't going to be there next year either. He's having a year off. <laughs> going on holidays. 
so it, you know if if you if your theory is well we want to blood another guy in that position okay i can i can you know sort of go with that a little bit cuz they've they've given up for making the semis obviously but why put a guy who's not going to be there either in the same spot? Mm. Uh, it's warriors. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, I, as I said, it don't matter who they put in what position. They're an ordinary team. And um, Canberra, coming off that win against the Storm. They've got too, too much to play for. They were good against the Storm. Um, they have too much to play for. They are a legitimate chance of making the finals. And if they were to go down to the Warriors, and they did earlier in the year by Sean Johnson field goal, um, they weren't going well at all then, the Raiders. If they can't beat the Warriors, then I will put a red line through them after the game but I don't think that's going to be the case I think Canberra yeah and I don't think they're going to have too much trouble uh, winning this game yeah I'm with you Canberra too much to play for they've still got a top 8 spot to play for we saw that they were keen and enthusiastic last week against the Storm they knew the magnitude of the game the only thing that might get them is if they come into this complacent expecting to win um, I, I wouldn't imagine Ricky Stewart would have the no, mindset I, this one. I wouldn't think so either. No, I, I think Canberra, Canberra win this one, and um, I actually think they've got potential. They might, they might win this one well. <laughs> I yeah. would expect so. Yeah. All right. Following up from that, we have a absolute massive clash: um, Panthers taking on the Sharks, five thirty p.m. At Penrith, uh, Blue Bet Stadium is the current name of the ground there in Pantherland. Uh, first versus third. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a huge clash uh, for the Panthers. Massive team news for them looking at the last week's uh, team on paper. They've got all seven Origin players coming back. They've all been named to start. Um, Talakai back in the centres for the Sharks. Uh, he he did not back up from Origin, so him coming back in will be a boost for them. Connor Tracy shifting uh, to the wing. Uh, in place of uh, Katoa, who will miss the remainder of the season uh, following shoulder surgery, so blow to the Sharks there. Oh, um, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Um, Britton Okora oh. returning back from suspension as well. But, yeah. Sione oh, that's Katoa unfortunate. Will... He's been so good for him. Yeah, so he's uh he's out for the year, which which yeah, as you said, it's a massive shame for him because um there are a lot of players in this shark side that um yeah we don't always get the time because you know sometimes we're talking about the Panthers and I think that the Sharks have been that team that have been very consistent this year and snuck up on a few of on a few people um, when they now look back and go oh geez actually they've been they've been playing well and they're in third spot and they they've got a big test this week against the Panthers who are the favorites for the premiership yeah um yeah i i, I am not surprised by the success of, of the sharks this year um they've had a few off days but uh, by and large they've been very very good. Uh, 
They've got plenty of weapons in attack. Uh, that back line, even without uh, Sione Katoa, is very, very good. All of those seven players have tries or try assists in them. Um, so I'm quite wary of, of what they can produce. Uh, it's a big game for Penrith. Um, seven guys who represented New South Wales would have been a massive low uh, out of that game, you know, losing that game. Um, Penrith did the right thing, um, but apparently not just, you know, after the game was, was organized well before. They told the players, you know, you'll have a week off after, uh, after Origin. So um, I think that will uh, be a godsend for those players, um, give them extra time to both mentally and physically prepare for what is a really big game. Um, it's, uh, you know, in terms of the Sharks, there's, there's huge motivation uh, in this game. So, well, okay, um, only one team has knocked off the Panthers this year, that being the Eels. Um, we will be the second one. And uh, imagine the confidence that we'll get, you know, if we can beat Penrith at Blue Bet. Um, so huge motivation. Um, I'm going to tip Penrith. Yeah. <coughs> obviously. But uh, uh, I, I think the Sharks are a threat. Mm. Um, last week, Penrith, I thought they were very good in the first half. Um they led 12-0, should have led by more. And then uh, the Tigers put on a few tries and they had a disallowed try right on half time. But it wasn't a try. The guy was offside. But um, it looked as though the, the Tigers were going to actually go to half time in the lead. Uh, and in the second half, Penrith were quite ordinary, um, as was the whole second half. It was. Uh, it was poor to lose stuff, actually. But um, but Penrith will be stronger. Uh, their defence will improve. Uh, and obviously the attack, which looked quite slick in the first half, um, they just weren't able to ice a lot of the tries. I think that'll change this week if they can create the opportunities. I think, you know, um, I think they'll... Uh, They'll find a way to score. Uh, I, I I really think this uh, shapes as as one of the one of the great games of uh, of the round, but not just the round. I, I think you know uh, first playing third was it third or fourth Sharks great You mentioned third, that. third, third. Yeah, they're ahead okay, of the Okay, well, yeah. Well, it doesn't uh, <clears throat> you know only first be second can can top that? So. Um, Got yeah, wait a few game. weeks for that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, around, <laughs> around twenty-five, uh, I think. Yeah, as as it stands. Yeah, um, no, I'm going to tip Penrith. What about you, Grant? Yeah, I'm tipping Penrith in this one. I think it's going to be a belter, though. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, to rest, to have the luxury of resting those players last week, still get the two points. That it's not only the the. Um, the luxury of having those players fresh, 
But you think of the confidence that comes out of the club as a whole, because what you got to remember too is, it's not just the seven team we see every week. There's this wider squad, and yeah. that that confidence that would be within the club at the moment, um, coming out of that game last week, where you know the the players came in, did the job, would be unbel- it'd be it'd be through the roof. And and for a team that's only lost one game to have the confidence that high, in form. Um, I, th- I think also, too, we talk so much about some of these origin players that we, we gloss over the contribution of some of the players who um, necessarily don't make state of origin and contribute massively. Dylan Edwards, I think, needs... I mean, we should be talking about him every week. He is absolutely phenomenal. I know, given the other players that are there and whatnot, he's, he's not in origin contention and he's not the, the type of player that we always see on the highlight reel. But he's he's massive for this team. and So much of it starts from the back. He's always making metres. He's safe. Uh, I, I just think that, that, that so much credit's got to be given to him. Also the youngsters in May and Tago coming in because there have been other sides that have been towards the top of the ladder um, and have had a few changes in the outside backs, brought youngsters in, and it hasn't been... Um, you know, smooth sailing as it has been for the Panthers. So I think it says a lot about the organisation. You'd be a very brave person or the biggest Sharks fan on the planet to uh, to to not tip the, the Panthers. But if there was a week that a team's going to push them and um, they need to be on, I think this is a great test for them. But uh, I think I think the Panthers, and I actually think it's going to be a really good game. I think it'll be a good test for the Sharks. Uh, good arm wrestle with Panthers grinding it out late and getting the win. Another big game. They just keep continuing. Um, Rabbitohs and Storm will take place 7.35 p.m. Saturday evening at Accor Stadium, which is the uh, stadium out at Homebush. Uh, Previously ANZ, many people will be uh, familiar with it. For the Rabbitohs, Cameron Murray's coming back after missing the Bulldogs game after that head knock that um, ruled him out of Origin 3, effectively. He played one minute um, and was uh, was knocked out. So Damian Cook also coming back in. He was rested last week. So that's going to push Moale and Havili back to the bench. Uh, Saluka Fafita, 18th man. Uh, Jed Cartwright, uh, he will be playing centre. He's wearing number three this week. Uh, he has been favoured in that... Uh, center's position over Tane Milne. Um, I was actually interested to see if there was injuries, so on and so forth, but I've just checked the uh, the Rabbitohs uh, New South Wales Cup team, and Tane Milne has been named in the number 11 jersey that played back row there, so that would suggest a, um, a tactical change. So uh, good luck to Jed Cartwright in the centers and a reward for some um, good football since coming back from injury. For the Storm, we talked at the top of the show about uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, season-ending knee injury. So as you'd imagine, Nick Meany going to play fullback. Wishart will come onto the wing. Uh, and uh, Anderson then going back. Uh, Anderson, sorry, will join the bench. He's had an elbow injury. So probably the biggest news for the Storm, um, Pappenhausen out for the year. Meany going to... Um, Fullback Wishart in on the wing. Um, big big game for both teams. Storm coming off three losses. South Sydney aiming to prove that they deserve to be amongst those top four sides, starting to get in the conversation to be a contender. Sides like the Storm 
are teams that you have to beat to get into that conversation. Correct. Um, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Graham, but uh, the Storm are a bit of a bogey team for the Rabbitohs. Yeah, at least it's in Sydney. That's okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's one good thing. But yeah, yeah, don't have a great record. The Rabbitohs against the uh, the Melbourne Storm team. Well, I'm I'm really not sure who I'm going to tip in this game. Um, South Sydney have shown in the last few weeks with Luttrell in the team how much of a better side they are. Um, but I've still got in my head that the Bulldogs scored 28 points against them. Um, it's a tough one here. Um, I think the forward packs pretty much cancel each other out. Um, I think. They're both very, very good forward packs. Um, looking at the bench, Nick Arima, Mawali, Havili, and Burgess. Um, that's not a bad bench. Um, Anderson, Chameleon, McDonald, and Grant. I'd say probably South might have a bit of an edge on the bench. Uh, we look at the back line, and I think probably... Uh, you know, I think Souths have got a, you know, an edge in the back line. Um, Luttrell, certainly over Nick Meany, Johnson over Iremaya. Uh, Cartwright, I, I think, might have ahead of Marion. Uh, obviously, all on the head of Tass. Uh, Jackson Powell, or Bowler, he's, he's actually been playing okay. Uh, um Tyron Wishart, he's a, a man who can play almost any number. Uh, it's, I think his first game on the wing. Obviously, his dad was one of the great wingers yeah. for the Blues, uh, for Australia, for uh, originally the uh, Illawarra Steelers, Steelers and then the, the um, St. George Illawarra Dragons. So um, one of the greats, Rod Wishart. Um, I think in the halves... That's where Melbourne has probably got the advantage uh, with Monster and Jerome Hughes up against Walker and Ilias. Um, I'm sort of leaning towards the Rabbitohs uh, in terms of who I think is going to win the game on form because the Storm, they haven't looked good for a while. Uh, and while they're Overall, they've got a very strong side. I just think those deficiencies out wide uh, are, a, are a problem. And if there's a team that will find a, a deficiency out wide, it's the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, I don't know what's holding me back from from just saying I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs, <laughs> but I'm, is it is uh, it the fact that in uh, the overall head to head record that you alluded to earlier, they've played 36 games these two teams and the Storms won 31 of those. Yeah, Rabbitohs have only ever beat them five times. Wow! Um, and earlier this year, I don't know if you remember, it would have been about round 
It's very early. Two? Yep. The, uh, <coughs> the, the 15-14 um, game that the Storm won that the South Sydney Rabbitohs had uh, no right to be in, uh, went to Golden Point and Pappenhausen and kicked the field goal. So uh, uh, it's, it's uh, a tough look, one. It is a very, very tough one. Um, I'm 51-49 Rabbitohs. Uh, um, I'm going to stick with them because uh, they're on the up. The Storm have been struggling. Um, gee, if, if the South Sydney Rabbitohs get up this week, uh, that's going to give them a massive boost against a team that they really rarely ever beat. Um, at home, I'm going to go Rabbitohs. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most most listeners will will understand that I'd be tipping the Rabbitohs in this one. I tip the Rabbitohs most weeks, even when I probably shouldn't. Uh, but um, I, I think just to just to sum it up for me, I think just the confidence that Latrell Mitchell brings to the rest of this team uh, in lifting other players. Cody Walker is a different player when Latrell's in this team, um, and if any time we're going to find out if Cody Walker and Lachlan Elias are going to be a serious halves partnership, it's when you come up against the likes of Munster and Hughes. Uh, I think Lachlan Elias is starting to understand his role a bit better and has a bit more of an opportunity to play um, play his natural game. We saw that with a good try last week. Uh, they scored off a kick. Just, just Latrell's that X factor. If if you want someone to create a um, you know, something out of nothing. If it's tight late on, they need a special play. Uh, Latrell Mitchell's there. At times, that's been Pappenhausen for the Storm. Unfortunately for them, he is not there. I also think, to your point, Griffo, with um, the Rabbitohs and their concerns about defence, that's why Jed Cartwright's playing centre this week. It's not so much in attack. It's not so much that he's a, a traditional centre per se. Uh, he's probably played a lot more back row. Um, we know these days the, the positions, depending on how your team plays, can be similar. I think that they're, they're looking for him to um, to tighten up that defence. I think that selection is specifically for this Storm game uh, to try and limit the attack of the, the Melbourne Storm. So I've got the Rabbitohs in a very tight one. Very tight one, but I've got the Rabbitohs. Okay, going from uh, the Rabbitohs and Storm, we then move on to our Sunday afternoon games. The first of those will... Um, oh, this one's also a Parramatta Bulldogs home game against the Titans. Uh, as as you could imagine, no top eight implications here, but obviously teams looking to... Um, well, for the Bulldogs, looking to continue their, their good run of form. They've been, they've been much better since Potter took over as coach, and the Titans are really looking just to... Just to get some positive, uh, some positive news through the club with uh, a very tough year that we, uh, we we were we were hoping for big things from the Titans that didn't uh, eventuate. Um, for the Bulldogs, Josh Adokar, he's got an ankle injury. He has been named. They're going to keep an eye on him throughout the week. So uh, just factor that in when you're looking at your tips. But uh, you'd expect if he's any chance of playing, he would. Um, the Shoop Dog, Aaron Shoop, listed as 18th man, looking to come back from COVID. He was out last week, uh, missed that game against South. Matt Dusty. It's funny, uh, as soon as you said Adokar, unlike, you know, a chance not to play, I'm thinking, is Shoop Dog back? And uh, without, uh, yeah, you, you just, you, you, you went Shoop Dog. 
Regimon. Yep. So he's 18th man. Oh. Uh, he missed last week's game due to COVID. You'd almost. Yoko Ono was there on the reserves as well, which is good to yes. see. Yes. Yep. So we've got. Uh, Yep, the Indiodo there. Matt Dufty also in the reserves, you'd notice, um, if you've been closely yes. looking at the, the sides. Of, uh, carpool Rugby League favourites there. Yep, so uh, definitely plan to keep an eye on for the Bulldogs there. Uh, for the Titans, uh, Jaden Campbell named on the bench for his first game since round 13. Uh, we know that he's been out with a hamstring injury. Uh, Big Tino's coming back to the starting side. Aaron Clark to the bench. Um, Kevin Proctor... Uh, he's in the reserves list. Uh, don't read too much into that. I think he was there last week as well. Uh, all that would suggest for us is he's getting close to return, but uh, don't expect it to be this week, uh, even though he is nice and close. But keep an eye on that one. Uh, two teams here, Griffo, as I said, they're out of contention. Um, really, um, they're just trying to, to, to win to keep away from that wooden spoon because neither of them are too far away from the Tigers, particularly the Titans, who are uh, only off the bottom of the ladder due to their for and against, but the Bulldogs still only two points ahead of them despite the fact they've had um, what we call an improvement in form since they've changed coach. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tip the Bulldogs, uh, given the form they've shown. Um wouldn't surprise me, you know, if the Titans look at the two teams played to their ability, I think the Titans probably win. Um, but uh, well, and the Titans, you know, they, they were obviously it was a better performance last week, but the Broncos were missing a lot of players. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Bulldogs. I thought they were, you know, for the great majority of the game against South Sydney. Uh, they were looking like a very good football team. South just managed in the last, you know, probably ten minutes to um, to score tries. There's a number of tries which Bulldogs would have been disappointed with because when I think when I think it was four Vaughan went over, I thought there could be an upset on the cards here. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Man. I was I was worried. I I I thought that. Yeah, that South would get done during that game, especially I think at that stage was about, you know, I think, you know, especially around that 22 all, it could have yeah. gone either way. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, I'm going Bulldogs. Uh, I'm off the Titans. I'm off tipping the Titans. Um, what I will say is. In, uh, start. Coach Holbrook will be really uh, under a bit of pressure if he's not already. Because mm. big things were expected from this team. Especially after last year going into the finals, they had that good run. and um, uh, They yeah. made the finals, Graham. You're quite right. But you know what? They In, in season 2021, they won 10 times. They lost 15 times. Yeah. You know, like, yes... Well, they made the finals, and that's that is a very good achievement. But they were poor. They won ten out of uh, twenty-four uh, competition games, and then they went down again in the in the first week of the finals uh, when they they actually had a chance to win at the end there. But mm. um, but I don't know percentages. I'm not a mathematician, but ten wins from twenty-five games. 
that's not a good season, I wouldn't think. No, so, you, yeah, you, yeah, that's right. And 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 as you said, they've even though you know they they weren't contenders. I mean, you can't be contenders. And and like and we talked about earlier in in this show, where you know they were just necessarily the teams coming seventh and eighth in the last few years have just been making up the numbers. They haven't even been doing that this year. They have been so poor that it's not even as though you go, oh, the binning games have been unlucky the last few weeks. They have been the ultimate disappointment of this season. I know people are going to say, oh, the Roosters, where we expected to where they are. The Roosters, I think, will still make the eight and be a nuisance in the finals and could very well get to you know week two or three of the finals. This Titans team, uh, we're looking at the possibility of them only winning... You know, they've only won three games this year. I can't see them winning another one. Um, yeah, I mean, how do, you, how do you tip them? I mean, the Bulldogs, at least there's been some glimmers of hope. There have been some shining lights there. They've been scoring some points. Um, uh, the key, really, for the Bulldogs is Matt Burton, isn't it? He's the, he's the main man that's going to, to create something or... You know, for the Bulldogs, you'd, you'd agree with that, I'd imagine, Griffo? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I just did some maths in my head um, and worked out that uh, 10 wins from 25 games is a 40% winning record. Wow. So... Now you're a teacher. If, uh, <laughs> if I'm not a maths teacher, uh, but... but but I was going to say, you know, often that you know you have uh, students you teach and they might do a test. I, d- I don't think in my teaching experience, you've been teaching a lot longer than me. I don't think I've had too many students that got forty percent and have been uh, super excited to go home and uh, ask mum to to put the magnet uh, on the, on that bit of paper on the fridge and put it on display. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, Unless it's... they point out to their mum that. In previous seasons, they were winning about 12%, something like that. It's actually improved. That's, right. That's right. Oh, look, yeah. I, I think in this one, I think you've got to go with uh, the Bulldogs just purely based on the fact they've shown uh, a lot more promise in, uh, in recent weeks. Okay, moving on then to the 4 p.m. Sunday game. Uh, this will take us up to Townsville. Final game of the weekend, we'll see the Cowboys hosting the West Tigers. Uh, West Tigers this week, uh, Roberts and Nofaluma listed amongst the reserves. Looked, They're looking to return. They missed the Panthers game um, due to illness. Naden's back on the wing. He's back after that four-game ban. You probably remember uh, he got four matches for that uh, that nasty tackle um, last month. Tamo moves into the starting side. This is his 300th game, um, so that's a great milestone for James Tamo. So Musgrave will go back to the bench. Uh, Peachy Safarth also on the bench. For the Cowboys, uh, they're welcoming back some big names after the Origin weekend, uh, resting some players. Val Holmes, Tom Dearden, Jeremiah Nene, all back on deck. They were arrested last week. Um, oh, Murray Tulagi also back. Uh, Tulagi coming back from the COVID protocols that uh, we talked about that famously um, kept him out of the Origin game. There's some big names coming back in there. Um, look, the Cowboys also in great form. Uh, they're coming second, and they're coming up a game against a team in this game, I should say, Griffo, that uh, 
they struggled to to beat the other big contender that we've talked about in the Panthers last week with seven of their players missing. Um, realistically, you can't like their chances uh, coming up against the Cowboys this week. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think there are any chance. Um, well, Is this going to be the biggest margin of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go that way. Um, going to go that way. Uh, I don't. I don't rate the Tigers. Uh, I know there's there's a couple of in. Sorry, man. We're just we're just losing you there. I think the uh, the internet connection there. Sorry, I, I thought it might be. Yeah. Sorry, just lost you. Just uh, you, you, too you, bad. Just, just um, yeah. If you can just repeat that for us, uh, we might be able to catch that. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, there's nothing about this Tigers team that makes me think they're going to win this game. Um, it's not at home for them. They're playing the team coming second. Uh, I actually am going to tip the uh, Cowboys. And I'm going to go for them as my joker this week, Cowboys. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm in agreement with that. Um, the the Tigers have shown nothing to suggest that they could even be competitive in this game, uh, and and the Cowboys they've just they've just been really good week in week out, and they've got a lot to play for because they're really going to want to cement that um, that uh, that that second spot. And given the fact that the Sharks are playing the Panthers. They'll see this as a big opportunity, and they should be motivated to go outright second in the Premiership. I mean, that's a massive feat for any club, let alone the Cowboys, who just keep building and building and building. I love watching them play. I think they're in great form, and uh, I think this is going to be... Um, yeah, this, 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 this could be the margin of the week, I think. That could be the margin of the week, and uh, that could be just about us this week as well, Griffo. That's all the games previewed. Um... As we said, massive games to look forward to, but um, yeah, especially those uh, those top eight clashes: uh, Rabbitohs, Storm, Panthers, Sharks, uh, even um, you know, the Roosters game. People will be wanting to keep an eye on teams like the Roosters in Canberra this week, as well as Manly, and um, also to uh, you know kicking off on Thursday night with the Eels and Broncos. Some mouth-watering matchups, plenty of footy to be excited about this week as we head uh, into the run home, as it's often dubbed. Yeah, um, just interesting, uh, picking up on something from earlier. Is Brett Kamali going to be happy that the Cowboys have respected his team and put all their good players in? Uh, look, it, it, you look, they'll, they'll respectively get pumped by 50 this week. So as long as okay. they, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna mo- what's you gonna motivate him with this week. Who know. knows? Who knows? I anyway, don't know. Um, don't know. Apologies, apologies. Uh, I got a little bit uh, colourful with some language. <laughs> anyone was offended, and if they're still listening, you know, if they didn't switch off then, but um, yeah, I was a bit upset about what happened to Mitchell Moses. Uh, yeah, look, it's, it's, it, it shows shows passion, and uh, look, I think if you're offended, anyone, I do apologize. If you're offended by that, I doubt you're listening to us anyway. But uh, look, it's uh, it's, we we appreciate that. We also appreciate the listeners for being with us uh, 
this evening. As we said, massive week of footy coming up. Can't wait to uh, to sit back and watch some big games this week. And uh, we hope that you have a good week and good luck to your team. Enjoy the rugby league. Back next week, guys. Have a good week. <laughs>